0: The Way to Glory is produced by CT Creative Studio in collaboration with Revelation Media and The Pilgrim's Progress. The movie, coming to theaters Easter weekend. For more information, keep listening or go to revelationmedia.com.
1: A world away and still not far
0: Like fabric woven into ours the dawn and shot out through the night. And day
2: is coming soon.
0: The journey of the Christian life is a precarious undertaking, full of setbacks, failures, and disappointments. John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress offers an unflinching look at the spiritual and emotional dangers we face along the way to the cross and eternal life in the celestial city. Each week on The Way to Glory, we'll be following the story's protagonist, Christian, in another chapter on that journey. This week, we fall into a pleasant but dangerous nap alongside Christian himself, with children's ministry expert Carl Bastian as our guide. This is The Way to Glory, a Pilgrim's Progress podcast presented by CT Creative Studio and Revelation Media. dawn turns today, i shine as bright as the sun,
1: and these roads that I've run will be
0: wise. Hi, I'm your host, Richard Clark. One thing I've noticed while reading Pilgrim's Progress is just how adult a book it is. It is a book filled with adult themes, it's filled with concepts that kids often have a hard time with. And Ultimately, the book just really isn't written for kids. But it does work for kids. It's a book that parents have been reading to their kids for generations, and it's had a huge effect. We've actually heard about that in previous episodes. And I've been pondering this question of why that is. Why is it that this book that's not written for kids, that has a lot of dark things within it, why is that book taken to so much? children.
1: Children look at adults, and a lot of times they don't want to become one. You know, I often have made a joke that when you look out at a sea of adults, you say, you know, if anyone's happy, please notify your face. They often look miserable.
0: Carl Bastian is the founder of Kidology, a creative children's ministry for teachers. Along with a lot of other books and resources Carl has put out, Kidology has created a graphic novel adaptation of Pilgrim's Progress from Kingstone Comics.
1: Reading the Pilgrim's Progress as a child got me excited about what dangers, you know, what, what exciting experiences am I going to have and how am I going to respond to the dangers, the challenges, the confrontations, the temptations in the Christian life. So I, I love the character of Christian.
0: It might not be a surprise that he first encountered Pilgrim's Progress as a child. And that he received it more as an adventure at the time than a morality tale.
2: He at last fell into a slumber, and thence into a fast sleep, which detained him in that place until it was almost night, and in his sleep his roll fell out of his hand. Now as he was sleeping, there came one to him and awakened him, saying, "'Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise.' Proverbs 6.6 6.
1: I tell the story of where Christian takes a nap. He wakes up from the nap, and then he ends up having to backtrack because he loses his role, and he ends up having to travel the same ground uh, three times.
2: And with that, Christian suddenly started up and sped him on his way, and went apace until he came to the top of the hill. Now when he was got up to the top of the hill, there came two men running a main. The farther we go, the more danger we meet with, wherefore we turned and are going back again. Just before us lie a couple of lions in the way. Whether sleeping or waking, we know not, and we could not think if we came within reach, but they would presently pull us in pieces. Then said Christian, You make me afraid. To go back is nothing but death. To go forward is fear of death, and life everlasting beyond it. I will yet go forward. But thinking again of what he had heard from the men. He felt in his bosom for his role, that he might read therein and be comforted. But he felt, and found it not. Then was Christian in great distress, and he knew not what to do. For he wanted that which used to relieve him, and that which should have been his pass into the celestial city.
1: I get some climbing rope, and I have a hundred feet of rope, and I tie it to a post at the top of the stage. And I say, this rope represents your life. And the the length of the rope is the length of time that God has foreordained for you to live. And you don't know how long your life is, but God does know.
0: There's a reason Carl's in the line of work he's in. He loves fun too. He's just like those kids I was talking about. He loves adventure. He loves fun. And for Carl, even a cautionary nap turns into an all-out illustration in his ministry.
1: So I start walking down the center aisle and then I, I stop at one point and I say, you know what, This is a point where I sidetrack. I go to the left or to the right, and I I give some of the rope to a kid, and I go down the aisle, and I say, this is where I've sinned. And what the sin is, his sin is, doesn't matter. We all sin in different ways. And, uh, And I go off to the side, and then I repent, and then I backtrack.
2: He wept, and oftentimes he chided himself for being so foolish to fall asleep in that place. Oh, wretched man that I am, that I should sleep in the daytime that I should sleep in the midst of difficulty. He asked God forgiveness for that foolish act and then went back to look for his role.
1: And I do this several times, and so the rope ends up zigzagging until I reach the end of the rope. That's the end of my life. And I say, you know, I've made it pretty far in life and I've done a lot of wonderful things and God's used me, but what if I hadn't taken those detours? Where would I have been? And then I asked the kids to all let let go of the rope, and I keep walking, and kids actually get out of their seats and start coming up to see how far I've gone.
2: Then he went on till he came and stood before the gate where the porter was. The porter said, But how does it happen that you come so late? The sun is set. Christian said, I would have been here sooner, but that, wretched man that I am, I slept in the arbor that stands on the hillside. Nay, I would have been here much sooner, but that in my sleep I lost my evidence and came without it to the brow of the hill. And then feeling for it and not finding it, I was forced with sorrow of heart to go back to the place where I slept my sleep, where I found it, and now I am here.
1: Yeah, God always forgives us, but the cost is where I could have been. The cost of sin is, is not just... Yeah, well, God will forgive you. But Romans 6 says, shall we go on sinning so that grace may abound? By no means we are dead to sin. The issue is where could you have been in your journey had you chosen not to nap?
0: The Way to Glory is produced in partnership with Revelation Media in anticipation of their upcoming film, The Pilgrim's Progress, coming to theaters Easter weekend. I spoke with producer and writer Steve Cleary, about his hopes and visions for the film, and why he would take the step of making a movie about one of the most beloved stories in the English language. There's a lot of darkness in this book. Did that make it hard to make a film that was for families? We don't see the film
1: as dark, but the number one criticism by Christian families is that it's dark. I love edgy tales, my grandkids love edgy tales. I do not want them to understand Jonah and the difficulties that Jonah went through by watching the Jonah movie. I wanna watch the Jonah movie to laugh. And so there's nothing wrong with only taking a story and making it fun, but it, we did not choose to do that. We chose to be true to the story. John Bunyan wrote this in prison. He suffered and we benefited I have to ask, if we turn off suffering, if we turn off hardship, if we sugarcoat the message, do we dishonor the author
0: To partner in their efforts in translation and distribution, and to download a free animated Pilgrim's Progress ebook, go to revelationmedia.com. Well, Carl points out that he thinks kids love the adventure of it all. Kids do love adventure. They love to break out of the mundane, even if it looks like it's not going to be fun.
1: I think it's profound that Jesus said that we are to come to him as children the reality is we still need dependence and we still need trust and we still need to be, um, to, to have that easy understanding that all that changes is that trust and dependence shifts from grownups to God. I got some early awakenings to harsh realities of life. I I had a sister who died at five days old when I was 12 from a rare uh, brain disease. And, uh, I remember, you know, holding her in my arms and and being explained to me. And I remember my parents saying that, and it shocked me, but I remember my parents saying that my strength gave them strength because I was encouraging them that, you know, you know, just speaking truth to them and saying that, you know, this is all part of God's plan. And my parents named her Blessing Faith. To say that, um, you know, this wasn't a tragedy, that, that, that their faith and their trust in her, they named her blessing faith to be a testimony to the church. My dad was the senior pastor, that her life was a blessing and that their faith uh, was unshaken, um, you know, by, by her condition um, and that they, you know, were not going to you know, blame God or be angry at God
0: when you were a kid you were excited about the adventure because one of the things that as an adult as you read pilgrims it reads a lot less like an adventure and more like a little bit of a slog especially when you look at the sort of like serious nature of some of the people that he confronts and i'm curious like how you think through that contrast in like how we view christian's journey as a kid
1: we don't need to hide reality from children My sister died. That was real. So, you don't need to protect children for something that's real. We don't need to sugarcoat it. You know, we don't need to say they fell asleep. We don't need to say they're taking a nap. We can say your sister died. And we can also say the truth that she's now with Jesus. We don't have to give a reason. We don't need to give simplistic answers. And it's also okay to say we don't know why. You know, we don't have to have answers. And it's okay to be in pain. You know, it's okay to cry. Adventure isn't always fun. Adventure is 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 difficult. And that's how the Christian life is. You know, the Christian life is full of defeats, and it's full of failure, and it's full of struggle. And sometimes you feel like it isn't fair. And if you feel like people cheat, and people wrong you, and and it wasn't fair, and and yet you you keep at it and you keep trying and you keep getting back up. But then when you have that victory, and ultimately someday when you stand before God and you and you get that reward for persevering, and that you know, and, and then you talk about the Bible says the count of pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance when it's finished its work, that's when you'll be mature and complete, not lacking anything, and so. You know, they need to know that failure is a part of it. Hardship is a part of it. And that he that began a good work in you is going to carry it out to completion, but not until the day of Christ Jesus.
0: Carl himself had to grapple with this reality in his own childhood, not just as a teacher. When Carl was 12 years old, he had one of the most awful things happen to him that could. His little sister died. And despite his age, his parents looked to him and saw in him a model of being strong of being full of faith. They learned from him. That is a miracle. So it seems like Carl handled all of that grown-up stuff, even when he was age 12, pretty darn well. He had hope and a Christ-centered grasp on reality that he needed to face that tragedy. But when we look back at Christian's story, what about the times like that where the stakes aren't so high? We're not facing tragedy or intense trial when things are just ordinary and they almost make us sleepy. You
1: know, there's still times in my life I did sidetrack or I did nap or I did sin. And, and I know I can never regain that ground, but it helps me in times of temptation to realize I I, I don't want to lose that ground. I want to travel as far as I can in, in the time that I have because I don't know how much time I have. I don't know how long my rope is. You know, I haven't always stayed on the path and I haven't always made wise choices, but it, it also has helped me. Not make some poor choices, you know. And you know, Christian. Also, there's later in the story where he where he doesn't sleep. Um, there, there's a time where one of his companions wants to sleep, and he says no. And he actually describes the time uh, that he did sleep earlier, and he says to them, "No, we can't sleep because I did that back at this other place, and it wasn't good."
0: Carl doesn't have a hard time getting children excited about adventures, and it's not a hard thing to do they're ready to jump into action in ways that actually stress out protective parents, including myself. But hazards don't always come with blinking lights. The in-between, those quiet lulls in our journeys, those are the moments where we can lose the smaller battles. One by one, day by day, until we've squandered much of the time God has given us. We do have to be the grown-ups. We do have to instill diligence to model discipline, even in the boring seasons. Not just bravery in the chaos. Otherwise, we'll have a life that's dotted with remarkable victories. But ultimately, in a sea of wasted time, we wish we could get back. If we help our children march on when they could be napping, they'll thank us for it later. But it's a two-way street. Children help us remember that life is an adventure. I mean, I know one thing. The next time my three-year-old wants to pretend to kill giant despair, I'm probably going to play along. And when we drink Join me for another chapter of The Way to Glory next week. Subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else podcasts are found. If you like the show, leave us a review. Information on how you can watch and support Revelation Media's upcoming movie, The Pilgrim's Progress, can be found at revelationmedia.com. This episode was written and produced by myself, Richard Clark, and Cray Allred. Narration by Marissa Torado. Theme music is Shadows of the Dawn by the Grey Havens. From their album Ghost of a King. Additional music by the Grey Havens and Sweeps.